All right, turn again with me to Scripture that we have looked at uh, in the Psalms, the 91st Psalm, in praying about what to do in these sessions that we've had opportunity to be with you. I was impressed along the lines of this verse in Psalm 91 and this truth concerning long life and longevity. And I just hadn't, don't feel like I quite got through with that, so I'm just going to stay on it. Uh, one thing the Lord t- dealt with me years ago, uh, I, uh, I used to lead songs in uh, uh, healing school. And sometimes you'd be going along real good on a song, you know, and then you'd change and you just lost some momentum. It just wasn't, you know, you could just tell it wasn't quite it. And uh, sometimes you'd be teaching along, it'd be going real good. It seemed like everybody's receiving, got good unction, good anointing, and you think, well, I've, I've camped on that long enough, so you change to something else and just kind of, just, <laughs> no real unction to it. And uh, I was praying about that one day, and I said, Lord, I'm obviously making some mistakes here. What, what do I need to do? He said something to me that I've never forgotten, and I think it's good and applies applicable in a lot of areas. He said, son, when I give you something, stay with it until I give you something else. When I give you something, stay with it till I give you something. You know, we've heard Brother Hagin say for years, I go as much by what the Lord doesn't say as what he does say. Uh, he, he knows where you're at. He knows what needs to be going on. If he wants to tell you something different, he'll tell you that. He'll, different direction, he'll give it to you. But otherwise, just stay with what he gave you. Amen. And when it's time to change, he'll give you something different. This verse, look at it again. Psalm 91. Great psalm, great passage of scripture. Talks about the one that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Talks about the protection of the Lord. His angels, His keeping power. And it goes on down to verse 14, we'll read again. Verse 14, Because He has set His love upon me, the Lord said, therefore will I deliver Him. How many love the Lord? You got your love on Him. Then what did He tell you? Can you count on what He said? He said, I will, now this is the Lord talking, I will deliver Him. I will set him on high. That sounds good. Because he's known my name. He shall call upon me and I will ignore him. No. I'll answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Man, that sounds good. That's not all. With long life, long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Like we mentioned previously that the patriarchs of old that followed God and were blessed of God, the Bible says when they came to the end of their time that they were full of years, aged and satisfied. And a lot of times it adds the word rich. They were rich. God had blessed them in everything. And you know, by the time we reach the end of our course, we should have a satisfaction. And we should have experienced everything good in life and in the Christian walk. This, I mean, people talk about the negatives of this life. But how many know if you walk with the Lord, there's a lot of good things to experience? In this life. 
Even the challenges and the trials and the tests of this natural mortal life, we can experience the victory. We can experience the grace of God. We can experience the overcoming. Amen? And uh, life is something that we, we live. Life is something in which we're to do a work for the Lord. But I believe also we are to experience life to the full. And, and there is an art to enjoying life. So many people are not enjoying where they are. You watch this and see the scenario. Many, many times people are postponing their real enjoyment until later. Well, one of these days, I'll get this, I'll have this, I'll be able to do this, I will retire, and then we'll do this, and, and you know, we're just kind of biding our time, we're just kind of making it right now. And then you see people, a lot of times, they, they get to a certain place, and they get old, or whatever, and they look back, and they say, well, boy, you know, don't you remember when I had this, and I, and I was young, and I was strong, and I was this, and I was that. Well, when did you enjoy, though? If you're looking forward, you're going to enjoy later. You get there, you're looking back and go, well, how it used to be. It's great to have vision. It's great to be believing God. But you don't have to wait till you get there. Enjoy every step. Enjoy every rung on the ladder between here and there. Can you say amen? How many know that we should be enjoying today? you got challenges, you got trials. But do you have anything to rejoice over today? All kind of things we could be, you know, uh, so many times people will look back in time to come and talk about the good old days. Oh yeah, don't you remember when we were all working out there? We were doing this and we were doing that. Yeah, praise God, we'd, we'd, we'd clean those floors up and yeah, we did this. Well, are you enjoying it now though? Are you enjoying it now? If we're not enjoying it now, we need to make an adjustment. Because you don't just live in a geographical location. You live in a state of mind. You live in a state of heart and soul. And we can be enjoying life. We can be just having a big time every day. Amen. Mary Hart, the joyous person, has a continual feast. They just party animals. <laughs> it's party. Every day is party day to them. Even when it's a challenge and a trial, they party through it. There's things you've got to do, but you, you can always do it with a laugh. You can always do it with a shout. You know, you can have fun when everything's going wrong. You ever done it? I mean, this messes up. That messes up. This me- And your head's going, this is a bad day. <laughs> but you can just laugh. I mean, when the, when the nth thing goes wrong, you can look up and go, ha ha, look at this. Would you look at this? Glory to God anyhow. And just take it as a personal challenge. That nothing can steal my joy today. Nothing can rob me of my peace today. Nothing. 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 You know the little song the Lord gave me some years ago. I was, I was actually in a, in a car. Riding, you know, through some roads on some, and some things were trying to, uh, trouble me. And, uh, the Lord, you know, trying to trying to tell me I was having a rough time and a bad time in a certain area, and I just begin to sing it. I'm full of joy and I've got the victory. I'm full of joy and I've got the victory. I'm full of joy and I got victory now. Nothing but nothing, nothing can keep me down. Nothing can make me sad or wear a frown. Nothing. I like what Paul said. He said none of these things move me. 
Sometimes this comes up and that comes up and the other. You just need to sit down in the middle of the floor and go, nothing moving me. No, sir, no, ma'am. None of these things move me. You see this devil? I'm still smiling. See? See? I'm smiling. <laughs> I am still shouting. You ain't got me. It ain't getting to me. And if you if you just take take these things as a challenge, you know, and make up your mind, and nothing's going to steal my joy. Nothing. I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to let it. So thank God we have a promise of longevity. If you're going to live long, you don't die young. You don't die in midlife. You can't die with some stinking disease. And even even if a disease didn't just kill you initially, if it stays in your body and ravages you long enough, well, it might not just kill you, but it'd shorten your life. You ever heard doctors talk about that? Well, you know, this is not going to kill you right now, but it may take some years off your life. Well, that can't be the will of God, can it? Because the will of God is long life. Well, we asked the question, how long is long? And we went back to see that in Genesis 6, 3, uh, the Lord had said, you know, my spirit will not always strive uh, with man. He also is flesh. The days of man, those shall be a hundred and twenty years. And so he said that the approximate maximum that any of us could believe for or shoot for would be about a hundred and twenty. And uh, that, you know, people said, well, you know, that's too long, that's too long. Well, we gave the examples. People are living that long right now, right? We're not talking about a thousand years ago. We're talking about right now. There are people alive today in the world that are this old and approaching this age. Well, if one person could do it, somebody else could do it, right? If one person could live this long in this century, then another person could. And in fact, I mean, you know, you, you hear it all the time about people talking about, well, more people are living longer. I mean, that's just a common discussion. More people are living longer. We're told that by the year 2000, and that's not very far off, real close to us now, that there, w- there should be over 100,000 uh, people over age 100 in the U.S. And that was, and these figures are, are some old. I mean, it, it may be much more than that by now. But if, if, I mean, if this many people are making it past the century mark, why shouldn't we be some of them? Somebody's gonna do it. Might as well, might as well be us. Right? Who better than Christians who know they have a right to it? And believe God for it. So uh, say this out loud, you know, we, we just got through reading Joel 3.10. We talked about this last time, about letting the weak say I'm strong. But, but say this out loud, I'm strong, I'm strong and I'll live long. long. Say it out loud, I am strong, I'm strong and I'll live long. I'm strong, I'm strong and I'll live long. Amen. We're talking about if the Lord tears is coming. Now if He comes beforehand, well great, super, we're out of here anyway. But if not... Then, uh, let's, let's run the whole race. Let's, let's don't, like we said, let's don't, not let the devil steal a day from us. I don't like being stolen from anyway, do you? Uh, you know, it just, it just rubs you the wrong way if somebody steals something from you. Even if you didn't, even if you wasn't really that excited about it, just the thought that somebody stole it from you. Well, how much more life, which is precious. Your life here on earth. 
You, you should believe God. Just set your face like flint that I'm going all the way. I'm going to live every day that I should. I'm going to finish my entire course. Run my whole race. Say it one more time. I'm strong. And I will live long. Now, something that, you know, we saw in reading these scriptures in uh, Ecclesiastes and in Proverbs, it says that if you would do the Lord's commands, if you would obey Him, uh, I'm just paraphrasing all of these together, it talked about that your days would be increased, your days would be prolonged, your days would be multiplied, if you would obey Him, if you'd keep His commands, and, and we believe that. But this term, keep his commands, is kind of a general term. It just applies to the whole instruction of the Word of God. And I thought it would help us maybe to be more specific. And to just look at some specific things in the Word that we're told, if you do this, you will live a long time. Because we know the Lord's faithful, right? If we do our part, He will do His part. We know what He wants for us. But then do we know what He requires of us, what criteria we need to meet to see that He has every legal right to sustain us and that we enjoy the longevity that we should. The first thing we've already mentioned to you, you need to know it's God's will to live a long time. That's what we've been camping on in these previous stations. If you don't know that it's God's will, if you believe lies, if you're deceived about it, and you get attacked and it looks like you're going to die at age 43... And you think, well, maybe it's just my time. Well, see, that lie can kill you. Right? But we don't believe that. Right? I said, we don't believe that. You know, I, I think I told you about my, my dad. Just a while, this past year, several months ago, he had a heart attack. And he said, man, he, he said he thought he was gone. He said he, uh, he, he was seeing over into the other realm. And he was not as, he was, you know, fading from this realm. And he said he just, he, he thought he was gone. And he said he just, he just prompted to the Lord. He said, Lord, it's, it's not time for me to go, is it? He said, the Lord said, no. So he fought it. I said, he fought it. And he's healed today. He went back to the doctor out a month or two ago. And they told him, well, you don't need to see us for another year. You're just doing wonderful. And he, I mean, he was that close to death. But do you see the, the thing that helped make the difference is he, he had enough word in him at least to say, well, Lord, it's, you know, it's not time because he's heard teachings on, on these things. It's not time. And the Lord said, well, no, it's not time. And so he fought it. I said he fought it. You got to be a fighter to live. You know, we've had the privilege of working in healing school for, I guess, about 13 and a half years. And, uh, uh, you know, people come every day and come from all over the country, come off from other countries with serious, serious situations. A lot of times you'd see more uh, terminal so-called cases in a few days there than you would in other places in months or years. And uh, we've seen people miraculously healed and live and we've seen people die. We've seen both. And again and again, the people that I could mention to you that we saw come right from death's door to total health and are strong and still going years later today, every one of them had this in common, they're fighters. I said they're fighters. I'm not talking about fighting other people. I'm I'm talking about just having an argumentative, combative spirit. That's a bad thing. But I'm talking about a willingness to fight to live. 
Sometimes you could see them. I mean, they're just, you know, so to speak, feel like they're holding on by the skin of their teeth. But I have come by hospital rooms before and taken people's hands and they looked at me and they didn't have enough strength to hardly keep both eyes open. But they'd look up and say, I ain't dying. <laughs> I ain't dying. I'm living. And guess what they're doing today? They're, they're living. They're healed. Fighters. I said fighters. And you, you've got to be that way. You, you, you can't, you know, I've, I've seen people also, they, 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 if they're bed fast, whatever, they get quiet. And if they just lay there and get quiet, you better start working on them because they'll die on you. Because they just lay in there entertaining the enemy's uh, ideas. And you can tell when people quit fighting. I said you can tell. You can tell when they quit. You can tell. It's a spiritual thing. Uh, Proverbs 18.14, the Amplified says, The strong spirit of a man will sustain him even in bodily pain or trouble. What will get you through even what would have been a, a, a death-dealing attack? A strong spirit. A str- That's why the Bible talks about fight the good fight of faith. Amen? And that's why the Bible says, Let the weak say what? I'm strong. I'm strong. Like the psalmist said, I will not die. I will live and declare the works and the glory of God. Why would you need to say that if it looked and felt like you're living? You've got to have that kind of a spirit that you will fight to live. You need to know long life is your right. You need to know it belongs to you. You need to know it's not God talking to you about it's your time to die. It's the devil. He's your enemy. Death is your enemy. I said, death is your enemy. It's the last enemy that will be put underfoot. Well, like I said, even when we've lived out our whole life, even when we know it's time to go, we ought to spit in death's eye on the way out. (laughs) You know what I mean by that? Even even when we know, okay, all right, I'm 119 and a half. All right, all right. I've done everything. Okay, it's time to go. When death fastens, it throws on your body. You ought to look it right in the eye and go, Puh! <laughs> Where's your victory grave? Where's your sting? Death? You ain't done nothing. I'll be back to pick up this body later on. <laughs> death is not our friend. We don't have to coddle to it. We don't have to yield to it. We don't have to go, Oh, here old great death has come in the room. The grim reaper. Everybody be quiet. Let's observe some silence for the grim reaper. No! He's an enemy! I said he's an enemy! We ought to live just as long and full as we can. Amen? And go out with a bang. Not with a whimper. With a bang. You understand what I'm talking about? The Lord's not coming back for a wimpy whipped church. Right? He wants to find, I mean, when the trumpet sounds, when, when it's time, He wants to find us here with our foot on the devil's head. Amen. Holding up the sword of the Spirit. God. All right. We're ready for you, Lord. Here we are. We're ready. Dr. Lake talked about, you know, that the gospel is the strong man's gospel. I've had people look at me across the desk. We're talking about, you know, well, you, going, you, you need to resist this. You, you need to stand. You need to, you know, don't just accept symptoms. Well, I have symptoms of this. I guess this is just the way it'll be, you know. No! No! 
Professionals, if they, if they look at you and go, well, I'm sorry, Mr. So-and-so, you have such and such. And then everybody starts crying. Oh, God. Oh, God. I have such. You should say, no, no, and no. No, not here you don't. No, uh-uh. No, not in my body. No, no. No today, no tomorrow, no next week, no never. No. No. Well, but we're sorry, but you, you have to do. No, I don't. No, I don't. I will live. I won't die. I will live. And I'll declare the glory in the works of God. You know what we're talking about? You've got to have that kind of a fighting spirit to fight the good fight of faith. You've got to be one who resists. And you've got to be willing to resist if need be, day in, day out, week after week, as long as it takes. Right? So that's what, you know, the devil works on the wear down technique. He thinks if he can just stay on it long enough, you'll eventually quit. And it works real good with a lot of people. That's why he stays with it. It's so effective. That after a while, people go, well, you know, I guess, I guess, uh, Uncle Bill had heart trouble and Daddy had heart trouble and Grandpa had heart trouble and I guess I'll have heart trouble and I guess, I guess, no, you need to just yell out, no, 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 I don't have heart trouble. No, my heart is strong. When your heart's doing all kind of crazy stuff, you say, I don't care. None of these things move me. I'm not moved by this. I know what I believe. You've got to be a fighter. A fighter. Can you say amen? You've got to fight for what's yours. I've had people look at me across the desk and go, yeah, but Brother Keith, I, I'm not a fighter. You know, I'm I'm peace lover. I just, that's just not me. I don't like confrontation and I'm just... <laughs> I just what, what am I going to do you, you're, you're tempted to go as you're going to die you're, that's what's going to happen you're, you're going to faint and fall away and be totally destroyed nobody can fight for you people can encourage you they can rally around about you they can put their arm under your arm and go come on come on let's don't lay down let's fight this thing and if you lay there and cry and whimper and whine and belly ache and I can't do it see that's what that first generation of Israelites did didn't they they went and saw the giants and they saw the walls and came back and sat in the tents and cried by like a bunch of little ninny babies <laughs> cried oh they're too big they're too big we're just like little insects beside them we're just so pitiful we're just so we're all going to die out here we're going to die out here and that's exactly what they did they all died out there crying whining bunch you must understand this about faith unbelief irritates the Lord it does read the scriptures the Bible talks about that the Lord was angered because of people's hardness of heart and their unbelief. He reproved his disciples because of their hardness of heart and their unbelief. It wasn't that he, that he thought, well, okay, bless your hearts. Everybody has a little unbelief sometimes. No, no, he's very intolerant of it. Do you understand that? He would say to people, where's your faith? Implying you should be believing. See, we, we want to make tolerances for it and, and, and excuses for it 
and go, well, hey, you know, everybody has a, has a weak day sometimes. I mean, we're just human. You just, sometimes you just get in a little doubt and unbelief. Just having a bad day and what we need is a hug. <laughs> we need, we need, we just need a hug and some encouragement. That's what we need. Yeah, but if you go to the Lord, you're liable to get something entirely different. You understand what I'm talking? Because to him, to him, to the Lord, there is absolutely no justifiable excuse for you doubting him. None. There is no excuse, no justifiable reason for whining and, and talking about giving up. It is not okay. Ever. Is it? The Lord expects us to have faith. Faith is not for the wimpy and weak. Faith is to, is to be strong. Amen? To proclaim the word in the face of adversity. To proclaim the word in the face of lying symptoms and circumstances. To stand up when you feel like quitting and just say it again anyhow. Amen? That's the thing that pleases God. The person that fights, fight the good fight of faith. And it's a good fight because He always causes us to triumph. Amen? Amen. That's if you fight. If you quit, you lose. Nobody can win quitting. Right? But if you just keep answering the bell. I said if you just keep answering the bell. The Lord's already told you how the fight's going to come out. But you got to keep answering the bell. And sometimes that's tough. Ding, ding. <laughs> Everybody likes these, these faith fights that are, you know, half round, half round knockouts. Ding, and you go, yeah, glory to God, glory to God, boom, that's it, you're out. All right, okay, yeah, glory. that's the way to do it, that's the way to do it. It's the way to do it, I got the victory. <laughs> but they're not all like that, have you discovered? <laughs> Nobody likes those nine rounders. Those twelve, no, and nobody likes those fifteen rounders. Round number 13. Ding, ding. And you're going, not already. Not already. Not already. <laughs> you feel like giving up. You get tired. But what do you got to do? Answer the bell. I said answer the bell. And if you feel like the enemy's got you down in the corner, beating your nose in. If you feel like he's on top of you with both feet. Nose mashed over to one side, blood coming out your mouth. In between punches, you need to look up and go, I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning right now. <laughs> you know what will happen? You will win. You will always triumph if you won't quit. I said, if you won't quit. And I'm trying to get to my notes up here that I hadn't even begun. But do you, do you understand that if you're going to live long, here's some characteristics, here's some keys. Number one, you need to know that you know that you know I have a right to live long. It's mine. It's God's will. It's my redemptive right. And I do not have to lay down to death prematurely. Right? And you gotta be willing to fight for it. Fight for it. 
Because nobody said you wouldn't have any challenges. Nobody said you wouldn't have any attacks or trials. Living by faith doesn't guarantee that you have no battles or no attacks. Living by faith guarantees you win. Everyone. Amen. But you will only win if you stay at it. If you refuse to quit, if you keep answering the bell, if you just keep on, even when you, it, it just seems like it has gone way too long and you're wondering what is the deal, just keep talking faith. I, I, I love uh, 2 Corinthians 4. Why don't you just turn there real quickly? I've already used up all this time anyway. 2 Corinthians 4. And the uh, 13th verse. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. It says, we, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken, we also believe, and therefore speak. Do we have the same spirit of faith the Apostle Paul had? We got the same, who's he talking about? It reminds you of Hebrews 11. And all those individuals whose exploits of faith. How many know there are no wimps in that chapter? There are no little whiny babies that give up on the second or third try. Right? I mean, it is a chapter. Not to say that they didn't make any mistakes. But even if they made big mistakes, they got back up. They got back up. They laid hold of the word. They wouldn't quit. They wouldn't turn it loose. They held on to it sometimes for decades at a time. But they saw it. That's why they're in the chapter. We have the same, the very exact same spirit of faith that Moses had. That Abraham had. Amen. That King David had as he ran to face Goliath. As the mighty men of David had. We have the same spirit of faith that these apostles had. We have the same spirit of faith that Jesus had. As he walked the earth and cast out devils and raised the dead and healed the sick. Same, same spirit of faith. Man, that ought to just stir us up to no end. Not something different. The same spirit of faith. But he gives you a little brief description of what he's talking about just prior to this verse. It helps. Back up to verse 8. What, what does the spirit of faith sound like? What does the spirit of faith act like? How does the spirit of faith respond? Here's a little capsule of something to help us see it. Verse 8. We're troubled on every side. Paul says. Now if that had been some charismatic she'd have been writing to, they'd have wrote back and said, Now Paul, quit making them bad confessions. Don't, don't be saying, you got trouble. That's a bad confession. No, if you got trouble, you got trouble. It's not a bad confession. Paul, you got any troubles? On every side. <laughs> We got troubles in the north. We got troubles on the south. We got troubles east and west and northeast and southwest. But that's not the end. That's not the emphasis. We're troubled on every side. Yet. Can you hear the spirit of faith here now? Yet. Yet not distressed. It ain't getting to me. Got any troubles, Paul? Bunches of them. But what? It ain't getting to me. Can you have trouble and not be distressed? If you have faith, you can. People can look at you and wonder if you've got good sense or not. Because they know, they know all the problems you've got and yet you're just smiling. It's like you've got good sense. You just look like the cat that got the canary and they go, bless their heart. Look at them. You'll be different when you walk by faith. Troubled yet, 
not distressed. He says, we are perplexed. You ever been perplexed? See, we just know in part. What's perplexed? Perplexed is like the cartoon character that's got the caption over their head. It's got a big question mark. And it's like you're going, huh? You ever been perplexed about something? You're going, what is going on? What is the deal with this? Where did this come from? My word. Huh? Perplexed, but not in despair. You can have all kinds of questions, but you don't have to let it get you down. You don't have to despair. You don't have to be despondent. Yeah, but what about this? And yeah, but how come this? And yeah, but why didn't this? And, and why did this? And how come? You can go, well, I don't know. But I know God's good. I know. I ain't worried about it. Cast the care of it over on Him. Hmm? Perplexed. If a lot of people had been the Apostle Paul, when he was on that ship, headed for Rome, got into the big storm, they could have been perplexed. Almost drown, make it to the island, get snake bit. Hmm? If that had been some people, they'd have been, you know, throwing the wood on there, big snake comes out. They'd have gone, oh God, oh, oh God, oh, Lord, I don't understand. I'm trying to serve you the best I know how. You're all about drown, I'm out on this God-forsaken place, and I get snake bit? God! What's the deal? You're supposed to be protecting me. And they'd have swollen up and died. But we know he's a man of faith. Why? See, instead of trying to answer all the questions you're perplexed about, just trust God. Just, just in general faith, just look, well, I don't know all about that, but I know this. God is a good God and I'm making it through. Just a general faith. It was a great blessing to me when I realized I don't have to answer all questions. I can have faith and not know. Yeah. Right? He goes on to say, persecuted, but not forsaken. The Lord Jesus, one of the darkest hours of his earthly life, he told his disciples, he said, all of you are going to leave me. He said, but I'm not alone. The Father sent me. He's with me. Glory to God. Even if you're all alone in the house, you're not alone. Even if it seems like everybody's left you, nobody's with you, nobody's helping you, you you have no cause to get out and feel sorry for yourself because you are not alone. Glory to God. Talk about the spirit of faith. He finally says, cast down, but not destroyed. One translation says, knocked down, but not knocked out. That's the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is kind of like these, you ever seen these blow up toys that the kids punch, you know, and they punch them and they roll over, but they bounce right back up. That resiliency. They just bounce right back up. And the harder you knock them down, what happens? They pop right back. And you better watch, they'll bop you in the face on the way back up. That's the way you and I need to be. As we walk down here below, as we endeavor to follow God and do what he shows us to do, we have an enemy. Uh, there's a curse in the earth. There's crazy people around. 
Things can happen. If you make a mistake, you can wind up knocked down. You can wind up with some questions. You can wind up with some problems. You can wind up with some perplexity. But, yet, still, you got the spirit of faith. Amen. And if you find your nose where your feet were a few minutes ago, just jump up and go, ha, ha, that's the best you got, ha, ha, I'm here. Just, just have that. That sassiness about you, that, that fighting spirit that, hey, I'm here, I'm a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> I'm still breathing, even if you're just breathing out of one side of your nose. I'm breathing, alright? Okay. My heart's beating, even if just one valve is working. It's beating, alright? I'm here. I ain't gone. I'm here. I'm here and I'm living. You're a fighter. Long as you draw a breath, long as you can think and understand, you will never, 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 never just lay down and quit. We despise it. We detest it. It's weakness. It's unbelief. It's not us. I didn't lose you, did I? I said it's not us. Who are we? We are more than conquerors. We are the strong of the Lord. We are good faith fighters. We are children of God, anointed of God, name of Jesus, armor of God, word of God, talking, fighting folk. We're overcomers. I said we're overcomers. You read all the scriptures in Revelation about what happens with overcomers? It didn't say to those that get kicked around. Those that get the pudding beat out of them. No, what does it say? To those who what? Who overcome. Blessing after blessing after blessing. And it's all to who? Same folk. Those that overcome. Well, you, if there's nothing to come over, you couldn't be an overcomer. There's obviously some obstacle, some problem, something in the way. But bless God, we got the greater one inside us. And if it's in the way, we're coming over. Look out, we're coming over. I said, look out, we're coming over. Stand up and say it out loud, I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm not a wimp. I'm not a quitter. I'm not a weakling. I have faith. My faith is strong. My faith works. I will live long. I will live strong. Because the Lord my God is with me. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the spirit of faith in us. We thank you that we're growing. And by your grace, we will make it all the way. In Jesus' name, amen. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.